Hello and welcome to the Rome Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, we're going to be look, going through my newest mock draft. We're a week away from day one of the draft. For draft nerds like me, can't help but get hyped. <laughs> the commander should have a chance at the top wide receiver, like a Garrett Wilson or a Drake London, Chris Olave, guys of that ilk, or an impact secondary player like Kyle Hamilton, or Derek Stingley, or maybe a Sauce Gardner. I have an article out now on Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson for Hogshaven, so be sure to check it out. Having said all that, let's get to it. Before I get to the mock draft, I just want to hit real quickly on Terry McLaurin. I'm not showing up to voluntary workouts or not participating, excuse me. I love that he's still showing up because it just shows how, you know, the great of a team leader that he is and great person that he is off and on the field. Um, and, you know, it's obviously important to him and he obviously is still invested with his franchise and not, no one's doubting that, that he still is showing up at the workouts. He's just not participating, participating in him. Um, obviously, he wants a new contract and he well deserves it. He needs to get paid. This franchise needs to pay him. It looks like it's going to happen. This fan base needs to be patient. Um, and I know, you know, John Allen's extension didn't come till almost training camp last year. So maybe that's a timeline they're looking at. But I mean, it seems like they're going to pay him, so I don't know. They might as well pay him now, so it doesn't really matter. But either way, uh, I'd be very, very surprised if this team does not re-sign Terry. It would be an absolute black mark of black marks as this franchise had for years. But letting a guy go like that who's such an amazing person off the field and an amazing player on the field would just be a horrible, horrible situation for this team, for this fan base. So um, I don't think it's a big deal at all that Terry's not going to participate it's amazing that he's still even going to be there. I, don't, I wouldn't even mad at him if he just didn't show up at all, but it you know, speaks volume to the player and leader that he is, that he's still showing up um, to the workouts. He's just not going to participate in them. Um, but either way, you know, Terry deserves to get paid. Um, obviously, there's a group of guys that are not going, whether it's obviously Terry, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and I haven't heard about D.K. Metcalf, but all four of those guys are really good young receivers. Um, Terry, obviously, is a few years older than those other guys. He'll be 27 in September. But obviously, he's still very young. He deserves to get all the money that is coming his way. Uh, maybe, you know, between 22 to 24 million a year, I think, is, you know, what Terry is worth at this point. I think he's better than all those receivers, maybe minus Debo, Debo just because Debo can play running back as well. Um, I think the, A.J. Brown's a beast, but, you know, him and Terry are about the same. But I think you have to remember that, you know, Terry had horrible quarterback situation these first three years. Debo's had stability, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, A.J. Brown, you know, say what you want about Ryan Tannehill, who's better than any quarterback the Washington's had last couple of years. And then obviously DK said Russell Wilson. So, I mean, if you put Terry in those four situations, I can't imagine what his stats would be. I mean, he had 2,000 yard seasons this year in, in Washington and even a near 1,000 yard season his rookie year with Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins and whatever. So, um, and uh, it, it's just been a tough go for him for quarterback situations. Um, so, either way, he deserves a you know, huge raise and a huge contract. And I know it's coming his way, but again, I think it's not a big deal at all. He's not going to participate, but it just does a great, great um, show of character that he's still going to um, show up to the workouts. I moved to the mock draft. Obviously, if ja- um, Jaguars, the first overall pick, I'm switching up a little bit here, just kind of the smoke that you're kind of hearing so far. Um, but I have him going with a uh, edge rusher, Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Um, he's definitely a more physically gifted pass rusher right now than Aiden Hutchinson, but also I don't think he's as good as Aiden Hutchinson, but he can play on the inside, he can play on the outside, someone they can pair with Josh Allen and, you know, like I said, put him uh, basically each spot along that defensive line. So I think it's they go for the versatility, maybe you know, go try and work, Trayvon Walker with that first pick. At the second pick, I think the Lions would be jumping for joy. This is the way it happens that Aiden Hutchinson drops them. They get the local guy from Detroit or Michigan, excuse me, um, and I think they would love to. You know, he, he has that, that true grit, like, character that Dan Campbell craves so much. So Hutchinson would be a great pick for the Lions at pick two. And three of the Texans taking tackle Ikea Kwanu from NC State. 
Um, they're building around Davis Mills right now. Aquino can come in and play right tackle or guard. They obviously still have Larry Mutenso on the left side. I don't, they're not going to move him anytime soon. He's still a very, very good left tackle. So getting Aquino there to fortify that offensive line made a good pick for Houston. At four, the Jets taking edge rusher Jermaine Johnson the second from Florida State. Uh, I think he's not as good as Kayvon Thibodeau, but a lot of people are higher on Jermaine Johnson right now. Thibodeau has a little bit of off-field um, issues, but not really just character-wise. But either way, Jermaine Johnson's a guy that had a great season last year in the ACC and at Florida State, and the Jets would be you know happy to get him to pair with uh, Carl Lawson in that defensive line. Number five, the Giants taking tackle Evan Neal from Alabama. He could play guard as well. Uh, Andrew Thomas played pretty well for them the second half of the year at left, on that left side, so maybe Evan Neal comes in and fortifies the right side for them. At six of the Panthers taking quarterback Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. I think they've got a good quarterback, whether it's Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. I'm just picking Kenny Pickett because I think Pat, Matt Rule wants to win now, and Kenny Pickett has the best chance of that any of these rookie quarterbacks to do that. Um, and Matt Rule has a you know, long-dating relationship with Kenny Pickett going back to high school when you're recruiting him at Temple. At seven, I had the Giants taking Edris or Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Uh, Thibodeau, like I said, is a top three, top four talent and that he deserves to be a little bit higher. But, you know, they said you know, some motor issues and he has some off field interests that, you know, some teams are getting a little uh, upset about. But either way, Thibodeau is a guy that can be a double digit sack guy. And the Giants need a lot of help on that defensive pass rusher situation. They've had, you know, they've been down in that area of uh, their defense for a couple of years now. But getting Thibodeau over there would be a good pick for the Giants. And number eight, I have the Atlanta Falcons going with the home count kid and quarterback Malik Willis from Liberty. Malik's from Georgia. Um, he's a guy that can come in and sit behind Mariota. I think they're comfortable with Mariota starting all next year, especially with Arthur Smith's experience with him back in Tennessee. Uh, but if you get Malik you know, to sit for a year um, and develop a rapport with Kyle Pitts, and I'm sure they'll draft a receiver, maybe they sign another guy. Uh, but either way, they can get him some more weapons to take over in 2023. At nine, I have the Seattle Seahawks taking quarterback Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. Seattle loves those long rangey corners, and Sauce Gardner is exactly that. Um, he had a great career at Cincinnati, and he's a guy that can come in, will start day one, and be the Seattle Seahawks number one cornerback. At 10, I had the Jets taking safety Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Kyle Hamilton's a guy I really love. He's one of my favorite players in this class, if not my favorite player in this class. Um, he's a guy that I love for Washington, maybe get a chance at at 11. Uh, but Hamilton's a guy that can do a little bit of everything. He reminds me of Justin Simmons from Denver. Um, and. Uh, a guy that could also play closer to the line as well. Uh, maybe a little Derwin James versatility as well, you know, that he can play in the box, play outside, play single high too. So Kyle is just a versatile chess piece. So you can put him a little bit of everything. And I, I love his closing speed, when, whether it comes to hitting guys coming across the middle or just trying to, you know, make a play on the ball. Obviously, it leaves number 11 for the Washington Commanders. Uh, there's a lot of good options still on the board here. And the way, if it, if it breaks this way, you have every receiver that you could really, if it's still on the board, um, you have Drake Lennon available, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Um, you have cornerback Derek Stingley. If they want to go linebacker route, you can go Devin Lloyd. Um, there's been a lot of smoke these last couple of days at Washington really likes Drake Lennon from USC. They, they made it out to his pro day. Uh, GM Marty Herney, or Martin Mayhew, and President Martin, Marty Herney was there as long as a wide receiver coach. And Drake Lennon is actually visiting Washington this week as well, um, you know, in Ashburn. So there's some interest there for sure. And Drake Lennon would be a different receiver for this team, being that he's a 6'3 guy, 200 pounds, something they haven't had in a while, someone they could pair opposite of Terry and, you know, give 40-50-50 jump ball situations. Drake Lennon is a former basketball player, and he plays like the way he, you know, goes up for rebounds or, you know, goes up for that high point uh 50-50, you know, chance ball. So Len's a guy's more of an 80-20 kind of guy. He, he comes down with him more than more than out um more than not. And Drake Lennon the guy had 88 catches in just eight games last year before he had that ankle injury. He didn't run at his pro day that was last week. Um, but it, you know, on 
on tape, he still looks you know, very nimble. Uh, I don't know. He's probably more of a 4-5 or five guy, but I love the way he still is able to avoid and elude tacklers um, after the catch, especially for a guy of that size. So I think Washington right now, you know, a week out from the uh, draft, I'm going to have them go with wide receiver Drake Leonard from USC. At 12, the Minnesota Vikings say cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. I'm a big Sting fan. I think he's going to be a beast. Um, he was a beast in 2019 during the LSU's you know, amazing undefeated season when they won the last championship. Uh, Minnesota's had success with LSU players, whether it be Justin Jefferson, Daniil Hunter, and you know even now Patrick Peterson signed there for a second year after being his first you know, 10, 11 years in Arizona. So he'll have a lot of LSU or brother in there that will help him you know, assimilate to the NFL. At 13, the Texans taking wide receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Gary Wilson probably is my number one receiver. I really do like him. He reminds me a lot of Stephon Diggs, even a little bit Deontay Johnson as well from Pittsburgh. Um, I just love the way he attacks the ball in the air. He's an acrobat. The way he, he's a contortionist, the way he goes up, uh, high points the ball. And that was evident in that freshman year um, when he had a great catch against Clemson in the college football playoff. Um, so Wilson's the guy that would be really good for Davis Mills and someone that will pair with Brandon Cooks. At 14, the Ravens taking defensive tackle Jordan Davis from Georgia. Um, you know, Baltimore can shore up that middle of the defensive line. Um, they haven't had an amazing an impact player like that since the Lodi Nada, and Jordan Davis has that same kind of physical profile, but even more athletic. So he'd be a good pick for Baltimore. 15 of the Eagles taking wide receiver Chris Olave from Ohio State. Olave is a guy that I guess I think goes high as 11 to Washington. Seems like Washington really is a big fan of him as well. He's an excellent route runner. Um, he's a guy that can come in and start for you from day one and be a productive 800 or 1,000 yard receiver um, in the right situation if he has a good quarterback throwing to him. 16 of the Saints taking wide receiver Jamison Williams from Alabama. Jamison is another guy I really, really like. If he didn't tear his ACL, he would have been a top 10 pick for sure, in my opinion, and right up there with Garrett Wilson in my mindset for a top for the best receiver in this class. Jamison is an instant deep threat. Um, he's going to be an elite deep threat from day one. Um, he just could not be stopping the SEC. And obviously, he's not the NFL, but it's a, the, the, just a tier below it. So he, he's used to getting by defenders at ease, and he's a guy that would be perfect in the, that Saints offense that Jamison Winston can get in the ball downfield. 17 of the Chargers taking tackle Charles Cross in Mississippi State. They cut Brian Balaga earlier in the offseason, so they need someone to step in on that right side, and Charles Cross can do that and pair with Rashawn Slater to have really two good bucket tackles for Justin Herbert. 18 of the Eagles taking cornerback Trent McDuffie from Washington. Philly can use another corner on the opposite of Darius Slay, someone that they can build around and show some growth and someone that can eventually maybe take over Darius Slay as he gets a little older in his career. Um, McDuffie's a guy that is, you know, pretty solid side from Washington, played inside and outside, and make it a solid pick for Philly at pick 18. 19 of the Saints taking tackle Trevor Penny from Northern Iowa. He's a nasty player. The Saints have two first-round picks now. They lost Teron Armstead and free agency to the Miami Dolphins. So Penny can come in and play left tackle for them or right tackle, but obviously they have they have Ryan Ramchek at the right tackle. He's still one of the elite right tackles in this league. So Penny can be a guy that can start for them at left tackle from day one. At 20, you have the Steelers taking defensive back Daxon Hill from Michigan. Pittsburgh has not made an effort to re-sign uh, safety Terrell Edmonds, so they could use some more help in that secondary to pair with Mika Fitzpatrick. Uh, Daxon Hill is a guy that can do a little bit of everything. He can play in the slot, he can play in the outside, he can play safety. Um, he's someone that I'm sure Mike Tomlin and Brian Flores would have a lot of plans for to come in and just make plays from you know every spot imaginable on that def- defense. And 21, have the Patriots taking linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah. Um, he's a guy that can come in and replace Dante Hightower, who not, they have not re-signed yet as of yet. And Foxborough, Devin Lloyd is the most talented middle linebacker in this class. Good sideline to sideline ability. Someone that I'm sure Belichick would really like to get his hands on. 22 of the Packers taking wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Packers finally did make a veteran acquisition. Trying to, they signed Sammy Watkins last week. That's still not enough. Sammy's you know an okay receiver, number two, number three receiver at this point in his career. But Traylon Burks is a guy that um, is a stud after the catch. He, he runs very powerful for a guy, 6'2", 225. He's a really, really big, unique receiver. Um, 
reminds me a little more of like A.J. Brown or even D.K. Metcalf type Debo Samuel to an extent. But um, those are guys that, you know, because he, he can you know, get some carries at the backfield as well. So he, that Debo Samuel comparison. But Burks is a guy that I'm sure Rodgers would like to throw to um, someone that he can count on hopefully from day one. At 23 of the Cardinals taking guard Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Cardinals offensive line is, you know, up and down these last couple of years. They need to do everything they can to protect Kyler Murray or as long as Kyler Murray's still there. Obviously, there's some uncertainty there um, with his contract situation. But Kenyon Green's a guy that um, is a good run blocker. He's a good pass blocker. Someone that can, you know, they can rely on to protect Kyler. 24 of the Cowboys take a center Tyler Linderman from Iowa. Dallas is an okay center in Tyler Baez um, right now, but they could you know move Baez to guard after losing Connor Williams and freeing to the Dolphins. The Cowboys just need some offensive line help. They ha- they lost some pieces there this offseason, and all of them are getting a little bit older. So Linderbaum's a top center in this class and come in um, and you know start from day one for Dallas. 25, the Buffalo Bills taking cornerback Kyler Gordon from Washington. Kyler's a guy that's fluctuated. His combine wasn't that great, but he's kind of getting some more steam recently to push back in that first round. Um, no guarantee he'll be a first-round pick, but for the purpose of this mock, I'm putting him in there for the Bills. They can use some more secondary help. They lost Levi Wallace in free agency. Um, Javis White's coming off a torn ACL, so they just need some more bodies in that uh, defensive backfield. 27 of the Titans taking guard Zion Johnson from Boston College. Zion's my favorite guard to you know evaluate in this class. He's nasty. I like the way he can play guard. He can play center as well. He plays some tackle as well. Boston College, so he's good, you know, p- position versatility. And obviously, it's no secret the Titans love to run the ball. So getting a guy like Zion Johnson to open the holes for Derrick Henry will be good for them. Twenty-seven of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking defensive tackle Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. They've not resigned Adamic and Sue as of yet, so they could use some more help in that interior defensive line. Devontae Wyatt's a very, very talented interior uh, defensive lineman. Um, that it goes without saying that Georgia defensive uh, defense has been one of the best in the last 20 years of college football. And Devontae Wyatt's a guy that can come in and start for them day one and you know, pair with Vita Bea. At 28, the Packers have them going with guard slash tackle Tyler Smith from Tulsa. Um, they lost Lucas Patrick and free agent to the Bears. Tyler Smith is more of a tackle in college, but I think he's more of a guard in the NFL. And Tyler Smith's a guy that um, can help open holes for A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and keep Aaron Rodgers upright as well. At 29, the Kansas City Chiefs taking wide receiver Jahan Dotson from Penn State. And Jahan Dotson's a guy that could play outside. He could play in the slot. He has really, really good sticky hands. Um, he had a good, really, really good solid career at Penn State. He had 91 catches last year. Um, and obviously, Patrick Mahomes needs some more weapons after losing Tyreek Hill. Um, he has Mikkel Hardman now, Marcus Vada, Scantling, um, obviously Travis Kelsey. Um, but again, they could use some more to speed and talent in that wide receiver room. And Jahan Dotson's a guy that can come in um, and play in the slot for them right away. At 30, of the Chiefs taking address for the Chiefs again on the clock, taking address for Arnold Abiyakite from Penn State. He had nine and a half sacks last year. Um, I have him going back to back Penn State players here for the Chiefs. Um, uh, David Ojabo is a guy I think they really you know should consider here as well, but he's coming off torn Achilles. I think they would take him, but you know, getting a guy like Ibakite who can play right away from day one instead of waiting for a guy like Ojabo to come in in you know November, December, coming off the Achilles might be more appealing to Kansas City that you know is trying to stay afloat in that AFC West all year long, considering how tough it is now. At 31 of the Bengals taking cornerback Kier Elam from Florida. He's a 6'2, 193 corner from Florida, a guy that has, you know, good good length, good speed, has some bloodlines. His uncle played in the NFL for the Ravens, Matt Elam. The Bengals, you know, have some some good pieces in the cornerback room with uh, Cheeto Awuzie and Mike Hilton, but they could use another outside corner, and Elam Elam can be that be that for them. And lastly, at the Lions taking cornerback quarterback Sam Howell from UNC. Um, Howell's a guy that you know worked with at the Senior Bowl. Um, I think he is a little bit below for me, Matt Corral and a Desmond Ritter, but it seems like Howell's getting some more um, traits and he's giving me some more steam of going into the first round. A lot of people like his. Um, 
mobility and he has a good arm as well. He had a good show in his senior bowl as well. He actually ran a good amount and showed some of his wheels that, you know, he showed actually a good amount in UNC his junior year because he had to rely more on his legs due to the lack of weapons that he, you know, missed guys going to the draft like Javante Williams and Deami Brown. So uh, how's the guy that again come and can sit behind Jared Goff? Uh, Detroit obviously feels comfortable with Goff for at least another year. So I think the 32nd pick is a really good spot for them to pick a quarterback, get that fifth year option, whether it be Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter or Matt Corral. But for this part, for this part of the mock draft, I'm going with Sam Howell. Well, with that, that will include this Room Our League episode, one week away from the draft, and I just can't wait for it to come. I think it will be a lot a lot of movement in the round one, a lot of trades, a lot of guys that might go higher or even lower than we expect. Hope you enjoyed them. Excuse me, I hope you enjoyed this mock draft. And I'll have another one out next week for my last one before the draft is finally here. You can check out my work on Hogs Haven. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout21 and Instagram at Roman on the League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. It's your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.